This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. Football season is over. Football season's never over, Steven. That's right. The XFL starts this Sunday. Well, I was talking more like <laughs> off-season stuff of free agency, but yeah, you're right. The XFL yeah. is starting. XFL. <laughs> and we are, we are uh, Battlehawks fans. Yeah, we adopted the Battlehawks. Battle Mostly because Taylor Heineke is playing there. Might as well cheer for the guy. Yeah, so look for our uh, Battlehawks podcast starting next week. No, there won't be. <laughs> all right. Uh, Super Bowl happened, and it was all right. Yeah. It was an okay game. Yeah, I really didn't uh, watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, were, you were pushing a baby out. I was not pushing. My wife was. Uh, oh, your, your wife was, yes. yes. That's how anatomy works. My, we had a Super Bowl baby. Uh, uh, as predicted by one Stephen Costner yes. several months back. Yes, as soon as we told you the due yes. date, you were saying <laughs> she was going to be a Super Bowl baby, and she was. Yep. She was. Uh, so and I really did a few days before the due date, so I didn't cheat. No, uh, no. It wasn't, like the, it wasn't obvious. So, yeah, I didn't really get to watch it because she had her later in the day, and you know, I, yeah. I was finally able to start watching it right around the fourth quarter, uh, I saw the Tyreek Hill or the interception where Tyreek Hill tipped it, and I thought oh, yeah. the game was over. And then I kind of fell asleep just because I'd been up mm. for almost 48 hours straight at that point. But I woke up and Travis Kelsey touched down. So I was like, oh, I'm going to finish this. And it was a good ending. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole game right there. That's really all you <laughs> needed to know. I mean, uh, as usual, the Chiefs fell behind, came back and won. And um, Pat Mahomes got the MVP somehow. He probably didn't deserve it, but. He's a quarterback, and that's what happens. Think about this, though. Guy has started two years in the league. One year, NFL MVP. Second year, Super Bowl winning MVP. Even if he didn't get that MVP, I mean, Super Bowl win. Yeah, yeah. But he got the MVP, so. Yeah, that's a hell of a start to a career. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you can say, but, uh, you know, a lot of guys, uh, they never get back, so. We'll see. I think the Chiefs are set up pretty good for the future, though. But uh, this is a Carolina Panthers podcast. Yes. So that is pretty much all we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. If you want to hear more Super Bowl coverage, there are like 10,000 other podcasts and TV shows and Sports Center and all that stuff you can go to. But uh, we're talking Panthers news here today, and there was some big news that came out this yeah. week. Greg Olson announced that he will not be back with the Panthers. Originally said it was a mutual parting of ways. Supposedly the Panthers were promoting it was a mutual parting of ways. But uh, he has since come out and said that that's not entirely the case. Yeah. Uh, And in fact seems to be visiting other teams and still wants to play. Yeah, that was kind of shocking to me. I thought he was just going to go up in the booth, you know. I think we all did. That that was kind of what we all thought was going to happen, but. I do have a quote from him, uh, after the mutual parting ways, he said, I never said that. I didn't want to be part of whatever future direction they are going. 
it just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't in their plans. I don't want to rush into any hasty decision because my pride was hurt. That's kind of shocking. I know yeah. Tepper has mended a lot of fences since he's been here with Smitty and you know other former players. Mm-hmm. But this one looks like another one that's went south. Sour. Yeah, I mean... I don't know that this this doesn't feel like the same as Smitty. Like I don't think Olsen hates Carolina. Um, I think that, and I think if 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 Cam Newton leaves, then it'll kind of be like the writing's been on the wall, right? Like mm-hmm. all the veterans are gone. Once Keekley announced his retirement, it was just kind of time to reboot everything. So if Cam sticks around, then I think Olsen might be a little more upset by it because he loves Cam, loves playing with Cam. So. Uh, we'll see kind of what the future is about that. But, I mean, if it's surprising to me that the Panthers were so quick to to kind of get rid of him, uh, uh, considering Ian Thomas is really the only guy on the roster right now that can play that pass-catching tight end role. Yeah. And he's not that good. So. Well, you and I have different opinions on him. I, I don't say he's good, but I think he has potential. And I don't... He has a, he hasn't proven that he could step into the, you know, that main pass catching role that Greg Olson filled for so many years. And Greg Olson is thirty four too. And let's be—he is—he's he is. been very injury prone lately. I, yeah, this he's gonna not set, played this, sixteen games since twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even passed. Let me see here. Oh, he has passed. All barely scratched three thousand yards in the past three seasons put together. Oh no, way less than three thousand. I mean, a thousand. Again, yeah. I'm going on lack of sleep with a newborn. Give me this. <laughs> he, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's. I don't know if he's quite at a thousand. Well, he's right. So, so he had six hundred, almost six hundred last season, almost three hundred the year before, and almost two hundred the year before. So he's right around a thousand. Yeah. And then uh, seven total touchdowns. So you're right. I mean, he hasn't been. He's averaging about three hundred yards per, or yeah. three hundred and forty yards. per per season, the past three seasons. Yeah. Look, three I, I love Olsen. We all love Olsen. But he yeah. hasn't been able to prove he could stay healthy in his older years. He's 34 years old. He's only averaging 340 yards per season. It's, I get it from the organization standpoint. You might, because this is going to go into Ian Thomas's third year. The whole team looks like it's pretty much rebuild now. So we might as well see what he has and go from there. You're right. You're 100% right. I mean, uh, looking at those stats, thinking about how much money Greg Olson was going to make, I think this is going to clear. All right, here. Released by Carolina, clearing $8 million in 2020 yeah. cap. $8 million. So, There you go. Hey, $8 million is, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good amount. So, I mean, clearing $8 million in cap from for him, I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you don't I, even use it next year, you can roll it over. And I think that's... I think that's what they're really going to do. They're really going to clear out some cap space, get some of this dead cap money off the books next year for, you know, Greg Olson. Luke, we have his dead cap money too. I mean, yeah, it, it, that's a hurtful one, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, dead cap versus what we would have paid him. I mean, we're still saving money. It's just a lot of dead money. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. You know, if, if this truly is going to be a – um, rebuilding year where there's no hope for playoffs or anything like that, 
then just cut all these guys. I mean, get, I'm gonna honestly trade Cam if that's if that's what it's gonna be, and let's yeah. just start over. I mean, if this is gonna be a two to three year rebuild, then there's really no need for Cam to be here either. And let's save that money, and let's you know, in two years, go hard at making the playoffs and kind of restart the franchise yeah. almost. Now moving back to Greg Golson, since you know that we're talking about him. He's actually visiting the Buffalo Bills and Washington Redskins. First of all, I and, do know. And Seattle. And also Seattle. That was also okay. announced. I also heard the Patriots reached out too as well. Well, that's not surprising at all. No. So if he does go out, you know, first of all, I don't want him to go to Washington because they're going to suck too. Um, <laughs> they're going to At least with Buffalo, yeah. I would like to see him get a ring if we're not really in the Super Bowl contention. I would I would like to see him get a ring. Yeah, Buffalo, Seattle, New England, you know, all those would be viable places to where you could reasonably expect to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Buffalo is obviously there's a lot of familiar Panthers up there in Buffalo, from front office to players, and then you know in Washington even I mean he loves Ron Rivera. They they were very close. Yeah. So I could see him wanting to finish his career playing for Ron Rivera, uh, and maybe even being part of that you know, that veteran mentor role uh, up there if that's what he wants to do. So <clears throat> I think it's going to come probably come down to whoever's going to pay him the most money <laughs> and where he thinks he can win. Yeah. That is what I would expect. And supposedly he also has a standing contract for Fox Broadcasting too. So if he wants to, if he doesn't like the contracts or the situation, mm-hmm. he can just go to broadcasting. I think it was $1 million per year. He's but, got options. Yeah. He's got options. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of surprised. I, I was sort of hoping that he might be in line for uh, the Monday Night Football job, but it sounds like they're going hard at Romo. Uh, yeah. Offering something like 10 to ten to $15 million a year for him or something. Just yeah, yeah, ridiculous I heard, money. I heard 15 because I actually heard somewhere that said it was going to be more money than a lot of his seasons as a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's you know he's great. So uh, obviously, Olson just starting out wouldn't be worth nearly that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, one million a year seems a little low for me. I think I think Jason Witten was getting four. Yeah, but he had that Monday night game, <clears throat> which he yeah. stunk at. But yeah, he was terrible. Another one. I wonder how much Booger McFarland's getting because he's another one that's just awful. Booger McFarland. It's it's <laughs> really bad when you listen to him and you're like, do you watch football? Like. Yeah, well, he's a meme now. Yeah, well, he talked about Christian McCaffrey. Oh, recently he was on a sports talk show, and they were talking about best running back in the league, and he goes, well, I want my running back to be able to run between the tackles, not just catch the ball. And Christian McCaffrey has one of the best run between the tackles averages. Yeah, Yeah. you're an idiot, Booger McFarlane. But he's getting paid. (laughs) Yeah. Back to Greg Olson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we keep veering away from Greg Olson. So uh, in terms of his career with the Panthers, uh, I mean, obviously one of the best Panthers of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, three straight thousand-yard seasons had never been done before mm-hmm. by a tight end. Uh, not even sure if it's been done since, although I'm sure Kelsey and Kittle will probably get there. Um, but not even Grant got there, you know, with all of his health issues. So, yeah. For most of his career with the Panthers, really until the last three years, he was just an Iron Man. He was 
there mm-hmm. every game. He was Cam's safety valve. He was very important, of course, came over in the trade in uh, you know 2011 with the Bears for a third-round pick. Best trade the Panthers probably have ever made. Easily. Easily yeah. best deal they have ever made or trade. All that being said, I don't think at this point of his career he, he would be a Hall of Famer um, just because, you know, a lot of the tight ends that came before him put up better numbers, won championships. That's probably the biggest knock on him is he hasn't won a championship. Um, and then he, there's just a long line of kind of pass catchers that are waiting to get into the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that could be one of the reasons why he wants to extend his career a little is, uh, you know, to get to get a ring or two and really make a push for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he's he's a bubble guy right now, in my opinion, probably outside looking in. But you never yeah. know what can happen, if especially if he has goes, gets a ring, puts up 800 to 1,000 yards, you know. That would be very good sure. for him to do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so right now, so uh, Pro Football Reference has like a Hall of Fame monitor, mm-hmm. and he's rated at a thirty-eight point six, which is twenty-third among tight ends, and the average Hall of Fame tight end is a ninety point three. So, Woo. I don't really know what those numbers mean, but it seems low. <laughs> so, <laughs> So uh, I don't know that he's really got much of a chance at this point. Again, it's, if his career's not over, then he's got plenty of opportunity. Um, you know, if he goes to New England and Tom Brady comes back and he's the new Gronk, then uh, that's that's great for his Hall of Fame chances. Oh, yeah. So. Winning rings will do that. I mean, Eli, if he didn't have those two Super Bowl rings, say he lost both Super Bowls, he wouldn't even be in the conversation of a Hall of Fame. He was a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he was average as average can be, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greg Olson, three-time Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Uh, those 3,000-yard season years, he was a Pro Bowler. So he'll be missed. I mean, it, you know, it does feel, uh, you know, just another one of the stalwarts from the Rivera era, Rivera era, mm-hmm. uh, that are gone. Yeah. Uh we said he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he's going to go to the Ring of Honor eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, he's he's going to definitely get into broadcasting when his career's over. He's got the pipes for it. He's got the look. He's got the knowledge. I mean, he's, he's kind of made for post-career broadcasting. But if he decided he didn't want to, I'd love for him to be some, you know, some part of the Panthers organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't think that's really realistic. But um, definitely a Panther Hall of Famer. And hopefully he stays kind of involved in the community because that was really something that he... he I mean, he's just a beloved Panther in, off and on the field. Yeah, I mean, and he, he's he done... really a big part of the community. Yep, done a lot of work with the Children's Levine Hospital. I... Yeah, I saw uh, his... January 2020 started with his son having to have open heart surgery. Ugh. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, he basically is told that he's not going to be welcomed back to the Panthers. So not a great start of the year for him. No. Right. So do you have any final thoughts or anything else on Greg? I mean, good luck to him. 
Uh, I'll be interested to see where he ends up next year. You know, I kind of hope that it's in a broadcast booth because I'd love to hear him call some games. I'd love to hear him call Panthers games. But if he ends up playing for, you know, Panthers North or, you know, the Redskins, uh, I'll be interested to watch that as well. You know, so just whatever he does the next few years, I mean, I'll be following him with interest. I really like Greg Olson. Yeah. Uh, me too. I, I agree with you on all that. Uh, my last thoughts is, you know, it, we're going to miss that such so reliable tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about it, since like 2000, when did he get here? 2011. 2011. So almost 10 years, we've just had that solid tight end. And yeah. I, I don't think Panther fans remember not having that type of tight end here. Yeah, I mean, he was... Uh... And, and and sort of, you know, in Chicago, like, he was good, but he wasn't great, right? You know, his best season was 600 yards, eight touchdowns. And that was, you know, for the first five years of his career here with the Panthers, he was above that every year. So, well, uh, I guess other than the first year where he was sort of playing a fullback tight end role, according to Pro Football Reference, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I remember that. Sh- I whenever we made the trade, I yeah. kept reading that Chicago just didn't use him correctly. That they were yeah. using him just strictly as blocking. wasn't really. I, I forget if it was Mike Mart's offense. Yeah. just didn't use the t- tight end. They used strictly wide receivers and running backs. So, well, even his first year with Carolina, he only started 13 games. He played in all 16, but he only started 13. So, you know, even even here they weren't 100% sure about him. And, and I remember, you remember the Jeremy Shockey yeah. pairing with him? That was fun. That was a blast. I was shocked yeah. we never brought Jeremy Shockey back the next year. He never played anywhere else. I think he had like 800 yards that year. Yeah. Was that, was that the first year that... I need to look up that too, because I don't remember what year that was. That was 2011 or 2012. Jeremy Shockey. But that. Uh, 2011. 2011. So it was. So that's probably why there was only 13 starts. Because I'm sure Shockey got three of those starts. Mm-hmm. That was his last year. That's why he he just retired after that year. No, we didn't sign him, but he said he wanted to come back, and we never signed him. Uh, so he had with uh, yeah, 37 receptions, 455 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. So. So not, uh, maybe not quite as good a statistical season as we thought, but uh, he was fun. Yeah, I remember both having both of them line up though, and thinking, "Who are you going to cover for the yeah. tight end?" Like, because both of those guys can block and both can catch. Yeah, I mean, between the two of them, they had over a thousand yards. So. Mm, uh, 540 and 3? 540 and 455. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I'll write out 1,000 yards. <clears throat> but, yeah. yeah. I, we're going to miss him. We will miss him. I'm going to miss that. I mean, the Panthers team of the last decade is gone, basically. Yeah. Once they once they pull the trigger on Cam and all the writing's on the wall, mm-hmm. that's it. I still don't know if we're getting rid of Cam. Cam, did you hear the quotes from Cam at the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I haven't been able so, to. So he went, I guess, for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, just in case he won, which he didn't, unfortunately. 
But uh, he did some interviews, and he said to one of the interviewers, I don't remember who it was, but essentially he said that he had talked to Tepper, he had talked to Matt Rule, and he talked to Marty Herney, and that he was absolutely going to be back, mm-hmm. starting for the Panthers this year. So, I don't know. I, I can see, I, I still think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be back here. I think a lot's going to depend on when he gets out there in March and oh. gets out there and actually throws, you know, and, and is able to run around a little bit. And I, if he looks like Cam of old, I mean, hell, I mean, he again, he's still in, in his young 30s, yeah. you know. At that point, do you go ahead and give him the year? If he has a good year, you sign him to a contract. I mean, franchise quarterbacks are hard to find. Yeah, and you can sign him. And ex- I mean, if you can transition him into a less mobile, less power running quarterback, not not taking away his scrambling and the occasional mm-hmm. run, but not power run up the middle quarterbacks, he can have another five six years without too much injuries. If yeah. his shoulders hold up, if his list Frank holds up. I mean, we need to sort of transition into a Russell Wilson type of mm-hmm. quarterback, where you use your mobility to extend plays, but not necessarily run downfield and take hits. Oh, or if you want to go, because Wilson still runs a good bit. I would say Donovan McNabb. If you look towards the ender, ending of his career, it was a complete night and day, it, where he basically only scrambled for to save time to throw the pass or get a first down and slide. Yeah, I mean, Wilson doesn't run as much as you think. Like, he ran for 342 yards this year. 376 last year. Uh, 259. I mean, he, he's just not running a lot. Okay. But he's running to kind of extend plays, basically. So, I mean, if I could, if Cam averaged 300 rushing yards a year, I think that's fine. You know? Yeah, I do, too. I think that's fine. I mean, he is so, a special player because of his yeah. running. But I also think he... He has arm talent if he could be healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and hopefully and Joe Brady seems to scheme players open. And last year that was our problem. We were having open receivers per mm-hmm. but we just weren't getting them I can't speak. That we weren't <laughs> getting them the ball. Kyle yeah. Allen could it and Will Greer looked Will Greer yeah, just looked awful. <laughs> that has unfortunately been, you know, one of Cam a knock on Cam is the inability to consistently hit the open receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, consistently, often overthrows. Uh, but you know, the beginning of 2018, he was extremely accurate. Uh, of course, they really dialed back. You know, where he was throwing the ball, he wasn't really throwing past 10 yards very much. But uh, we were winning, so mm-hmm. that you can win that way in this league. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But let's uh, real quick. Let's talk about this past Panther season. Okay. Just a, just a little bit. Obviously, the season is over. This Super Bowl is done. I'd like to go and look kind of back at our favorite moment or moments uh, of the 2019 Panthers season. I think you have a few more than I do, so I'm going to start. Uh, my favorite moment from, and the, and we are going positive here, right? You know, oh, 20, yeah, 2019 was a tough year, but let's look at the things that really made us happy. The thing that made me the happiest was the London game. Mm. 
you know, getting up early, going over to your house, making breakfast casserole or eating breakfast casserole. You made it. Um, and watching the Panthers just kind of dominate the Bucks mm-hmm. the entire game. Five interceptions from Jameis Winston. You know, Kyle Allen looked sharp and people were making plays all over the field. It was actually Christian McCaffrey's, I think, his worst game of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it, he but averaged, he ended up with a receiving ca- touchdown in that game. Well, he had a to... rushing touchdown as well. He oh. had two, t- two touchdowns, but he had like 26 touches for like 54 yards or something. <laughs> total and 20 so something pretty, were on that receipt yeah that's so really poor a poor uh effort you know in the run game but uh everything else looked really good and of course Jameis Winston 400 yards and five interceptions that was the uh Ray Ray McLeod Bobo Wilson game where oh. both of them fumbled and both of them got cut the week you know after the game um don't worry guys Chase Blackburn <laughs> is back to to keep that great special teams here in Carolina next year. You can't let a guy like that go, Jerry. <laughs> you just can't get let a guy like that go. But, uh, yeah, I kind of went back and watched the highlights from that game today. And, you know, that at that point, we were 4-2 and two after that game. And we were feeling good. Mm-hmm. We had won four games in a row. Kyle Allen was, was looking thing. good minus his fumbling yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Allen fumbled in that game as well. Um, but that was... The apex of the Panthers season right there was the week after that game where we were all feeling great. And by the way, we were plus six in turnover differential in that one game. We finished minus 14 for the season. Well, I think once we fired Ron, the whole season went downhill. Of course. Everybody gave up. Of course. But just that's just how much of an aberration that game was. Yeah. You know, it was just the bet, I think. You know, and even even though the Bucks still kind of got back into the game at the very end, uh, it was still just a really fun game to watch, and that's what we had hoped to see from the Panthers this season was a fun offense, a defense that was creating turnovers, getting sacks. It just didn't happen. Yeah, but yeah. that was my favorite memory. Okay, so I completely misunderstood your text messages to me <laughs> then when you said pick out your favorite. I thought you meant play, so I came up with a no favorite memory. So it can uh, it can be a play. So because I did two different plays, one offense, one for defense. Okay. For offense, I did the Arizona game. We late in the second quarter, we're less than a minute left, and we are on our twenty or thirty yard line. We are going to try to just get a field goal, and DJ Moore did an in route, but someone was going straight. I think it was uh, Jarius Wright had a stretch play. Mm-hmm. So he came underneath, like 20, 30 yards down the field, underneath the safeties, and the cornerback got lost when Jarius Wright went by. And Kyle Allen just dropped it straight to him. And DJ Moore made a couple cuts and went all the way to the house. It was a beautiful pass play. It was one of those a very Steve Smith, St. Louis yeah. Ram type of play and it made me really feel great about dj moore being a good number one especially in the future with a quarterback that could get up the ball and then kyle allen you know played horribly (laughs) the rest of the year but sure i was really that was the memory i really liked um yeah and that was the we were oh and two going into that mm -hmm. game so that was a big win for the panthers i think it was 38 20 i think that game was Mm -hmm. and uh 
you're right. I mean, that was an awesome play, and he just kind of outran everybody to the end zone. And yeah, that was the play that I also thought went, man, this guy, if he really puts it together, could have yep. a great year. And he did have a he had a very good year. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait till we what I see Brady, Joe Brady construct for his his yeah. abilities. Yeah. Uh, on defense, you kind of touched on it earlier. So the first throw for Jameis Winston was that pick. <laughs> yeah. So that was going to be mine, but you kind of already said that game. So I'm going to go to another one. Okay. Spider Burns touchdown fumble recovery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see him on the coaching staff next year that actually plays him. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I mean, they ought to. Yeah, he uh, that guy came out like a man on fire, was arguably defensive player rookie of the year, you know, at, for the first six games or so, right there with Nick Bosa at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just they forgot about him. They, they stopped playing him. He had a hand yeah. injury, so it kind of slowed him down. But at the same time, when he came back, they just yeah. you know, didn't really give him snaps. I didn't understand he was, it. He was done. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Rivera should have been fired just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Just uh, uh, the a, kid, another instance of him not playing rookies. That, that kid has so much talent. I mean, he yes, he's going to need to bulk up a little bit to stop the run. But I, he is has... He the, is he the guy that you're most looking forward to seeing that's currently on the roster next year? No. I want to see Christian McCaffrey. That guy's just amazing but okay what but about bra- in terms of growth wise, in terms growth of growth wise, him yeah. and dj Moore are my guys yeah yeah i think um uh, dante jackson i want to see i want to see if he takes the josh norman leap after a rough season and really rec- you know realizes his entire talent but Burns is right there. I mean, Burns, they could really put Burns at linebacker. Honestly, I think he'd be a very good linebacker. Well, it depends. I don't know if he has coverage skills. He has a speed, but. I, I mean, you can teach stuff like that, but he, uh, I think he has a great body for it. And, you know, one of those rushing linebackers, mm-hmm. he could be really good in that spot. So, uh, I don't know. I, plus, it depends on who we draft. I mean, in terms of guys on the roster right now, those would be my picks. But uh, and Curtis Samuel also, I want to see if he can make the jump. Yeah, it spe- feels like he was there last year. He just wasn't getting the ball. Yeah, that's another one. That's exactly who I was thinking of too. Yeah. Is same reasons I want to see. Maybe I'm putting too much faith in Joe Brady, but I really like the way he skewed people open in LSU, and yeah. of course. He's going against, you know, college players' defenses, but the SEC is the best defenses you're going to find. Yeah, and they and he turned um, Joe Burrow into uh, from a, a fairly average quarterback into the number one pick of the draft, no question. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe Joe Brady is the one I'm most excited to see. <laughs> the Panthers I mean, next realistically, year. the more we're talking, yeah, we're <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> our 30 year old offensive coordinator oh man um 
Well, I think I think we'll probably wrap it up there unless you have anything else you want to talk about. I don't have anything else I want to talk about. I do want to apologize to our mailbag writer, Brian, that we said we were going to do your uh, your suggestion for our podcast this week. Uh, unfortunately, with my baby coming on Sunday night, I have not been able to do any research or sleep. So <laughs> hopefully next week we can get to that. But it's a still a, still a great idea, and we are still going to do it. Yeah, so uh, just to kind of expand on that a little bit, what Brian had emailed us about was uh, that he, he was interested to hear what kind of fantasy team, offense and defense, this will be an IDP league, uh, that we could put together picking the best Panthers players at all positions, regardless of the year. So, for example, you know, this is an obvious one. 2015, Cam Newton put up a major fantasy season, right? Mm-hmm. So we were going to tweak that a little bit by saying, you know, particularly on the defensive end, uh, maybe not necessarily a fantasy season, but just the most dominant season, the best season. You know, so Luke Keekley, you know, you could pick several seasons for him, you know, in terms of linebacker would be the best season. But, uh, you know, so if you guys want to email in your suggestions for either positions or full teams or whatever you want to do, you know, we'll bring those up on the podcast. We'll kind of compare them to our lists, yeah. and uh, we'll have some fun with it. Yeah, I do know one of your positions already and year. Mm-hmm. Kicker, 2019, Joey Sly. <laughs> uh, in my heart, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you guys want to go ahead and email that, you can email us at mailbag at meowmix podcast.com <laughs> I forgot our email our new Sorry, email Jerry Jerry just fell asleep as he was saying that email <laughs> mailbag uh, at meowmixpodcast.com uh, thank you for listening you can follow us on Twitter at meowmixpodcast <sighs> it might be a couple of weeks before we come back you know yeah. we're in the dead season now so Jerry's got a new baby you know we we may not be on the weekly basis here for a bit so yeah. uh but we will definitely get a podcast out before the end of the month. And mm-hmm. until then, everybody, keep pounding.